A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Kick off your Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith on Wax 104.5, and today is the first day of spring. Finally, winter is over. Don't look at the forecast yet, though. There is some little white stuff coming, but hopefully nothing too crazy. I know it was last week I was driving out, you know, driving around town, and all of a sudden I looked down in the road, and here's a robin. And I'm like, oh, I saw it. This is the first one. And all of a sudden it was like 50 of them came flying in. I don't know where they came from, but all of a sudden they just landed in the road. They're pecking at something. But spring is officially here, and I think the old wives' tale says it has to snow three times on the tail feather of a robin before spring is officially here. But on the calendar, it is spring. And today, not too bad of a day. We're going to be a partly cloudy day, so we can expect that for spring. High of 40 degrees. It is definitely going to be spring-like outside. Right now, we're at 28 degrees. If you're just getting up and outside and kind of looking around, a little bit chilly at 28, but not bad. The roads, when I came in, were really nice and good. However, there is something moving around, and those are called deer. With this front coming in that we're getting this next this week, and with the snow melting, the salts in the grass, the deer are out and about. So I counted 10 this morning. So not a high amount, but enough to be careful. They are moving. And if you were out this weekend, you saw that as well. We've got some interesting news coming your way. Some good news for Chippewa County. We'll be talking about that in just a little bit. Plus, we've got a Wisconsinite receiving a National Egg Teaching Award. So some good stuff there and some more fun stuff. Turkey season. We're going to be talking about that and a whole lot more, including almonds. That's coming up this morning right here on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, today is the first.
first day of screen of spring. First day of scream. First day of spring. It's a beautiful morning out there, but I do have to tell you a funny story later on. But I actually, I can't even wait till later on. We're going to say it now. So St. Patrick's Day was on Friday. And my kids always build leprechaun traps. And my son, I think, knocked it out of the park this year. My daughter, she did one with like a weight system. So if the leprechaun jumped on it, the lid would close. Hers was very innovative, very technical. But my son used a dinosaur. So when the leprechaun jumped at the dinosaur, it went down its throat and down its belly and then into a bucket. Very interesting. This dinosaur is two and a half feet tall by three feet long. Unfortunately, we didn't catch the dinosaur, but that's okay. Or catch the leprechaun because the dinosaur was definitely having a fun moment. (laughs) But, oh, man, my kids did such a great job. Hopefully everyone enjoyed their St. Patrick's Day enjoying green. But right now we got to keep moving along. 502 on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in this morning with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The New York grand jury investigating former President Trump in a hush money case is sent to hear from a longtime ally of his. Reports say attorney Bob Costello will testify later today. He previously represented Michael Cohen, Trump's former fixer and attorney. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has been investigating the former president for his alleged role in a hush money payment to adult film star Stormy Daniels ahead of the 2016 election. Trump announced over the weekend that he expects to be arrested tomorrow in connection with the case. Millions are anxiously awaiting the forthcoming decision from a Texas judge in a case regarding abortion pills. Scott Carr reports. A U.S. district judge heard arguments last week from the anti-abortion group calling itself the Alliance Defending Freedom, asking for the overturn of the FDA's approval of the abortion drug Mifepristone back in 2000. The group sued in November on behalf of four medical organizations that don't support abortion and four doctors who claim the government deliberately ignored what the plaintiffs describe as harmful side effects. A senior advisor at Planned Parenthood Texas points to the Trump-appointed judge's background as a reason pro-choice advocates can, in his words, expect the worst. I'm Scott Carr. The West Coast and the South are both in store for some winter weather this week. Chris Caraggio fills us in. California is expected to get hit by another atmospheric river, producing heavy rain throughout the state and two to four feet of snow in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Freeze warnings are in effect in numerous states from Texas to Virginia. Deep south cities such as Birmingham, Alabama and Jackson, Mississippi saw temperatures Sunday ranging from 20 to 30 degrees. I'm Chris Caraggio. And authorities in Miami Beach, Florida, have issued a curfew following two fatal shootings over the weekend. The curfew is in effect until 6 a.m. Eastern. The city has declared a state of emergency during this time of year in each of the last three years. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at some farm news this morning. Some good news. We've got coming up here in just a little bit. But first, the International Agribusiness Center, which is a part of DATCAP, is hosting an agricultural trade mission to the United Kingdom June 10th through the 16th. As the UK's planned exit from the European Union, known as Brexit, continues, opportunities for food, forestry, and agriculture products will increase. That's wood products, your feed, your livestock and genetics, craft spirits and beers, organic and specialty foods, and pet foods are among the products with the strongest opportunities. The United Kingdom is Wisconsin's sixth largest trading partner. A Wisconsinite has received a National Ag Teaching Award. 
Jessica Rettler, a teacher at Tri-County Elementary in Plainfield, has been selected as one of eight recipients of the 2023 National Excellence in Teaching About Agriculture Award. Now, it's the National Agriculture in the Classroom Organization, the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and Farm Credit, partner each year to honor teachers in pre-K through 12th grade from around the country for the innovative ways that they use agriculture. Rettler was nominated for this award by Wisconsin Agriculture in the Classroom after she was named the program's 2022 Outstanding Educator of the Year. She will be honored at the 2023 National Agriculture in the Classroom Conference, and that'll be taking place June 26th through the 29th in Orlando, Florida. So congratulations, congratulations, oh my goodness, to Jessica Rettler. And a little bit closer to home, some good news for Chippewa County. The Chippewa County mill callers will be exempt from future spring road bans. Now, according to the Leader Telegram, the Chippewa County Board approved an ordinance on a 17-3 to vote last week to establish a permit for licensed mill callers to transport loads that exceed that posted seasonal weight limits on those county highways. The county's ordinance originally required mill callers to obtain an oversized load permit at a cost of $100 a year. The revised ordinance eliminates that fee entirely on all milk trucks. I know that was a touchy subject. I know some people were for, some people were against. A lot of people came to that meeting and they spoke their mind. They said, you know, what's good, what's bad, what they liked, what they didn't like. But good news is, is the milk callers do not have to pay that fee. So congratulations to them. Good news there. We've got some weather and news and more markets. That's coming up next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's the first day of spring for us, and hopefully it's going to be a pretty decent day. We're going to look at the weather right now. Partly cloudy day today, high of 40 degrees. Tonight, mostly cloudy, 26. So a little bit cooler than what it was this morning when I rolled out of bed. Tomorrow, there's going to be some scattered rain slash snow showers throughout the day. But it's going to be a high of 40 degrees, so I'm guessing more rain than snow. Tomorrow night, cloudy, possible snow showers, like a 30% chance, low of 34. Wednesday, rain in the morning, high of 43. And then Wednesday night, we got more of that rain-snow mix coming in with a low of 27. Temperatures around the area right now, we got 24 degrees up in Medford. La Crosse is at 33 degrees. Marshfield's at 29. Green Bay's at 30. Rice Lake, a little chilly today, 14 Wausau's at 25, Madison and Milwaukee both at 32, and right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, we are at 28 degrees. We've got your morning markets, and they'll be coming up, and they'll be brought to you by... Keeping it rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at your morning markets again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We've got your choice-fed beef steers, 160 to 175. Your mixed, 133 to 159. Choice-fed beef heifers, 160 to 173. Your mixed, 99 to 159. Fed Holstein steers, 135 to 147. Select and silage fed, 97 to 133. Cows are at 75 to 188. Bulls are at 83 to 117. Butcher hogs, 50 to 77. Sows are 58 and a half and down. Boars, 18 to 25. There's no quote on the short market lambs. 
Your onshoring market lambs are at 141 to 152. Your feeder lambs, 167 to 280. Ewes are at 70 to 99. Small goats, 35 to 205. Medium goats, 195 to 235. Large goats, 175 to 410. Nanny goats, 25 to 260. Switching over to the Mercantile Exchange. Live cattle for April's at 162.32, down 2 cents. June is at 156.40, down 47 cents. August is at 156.40, down 17 cents. Feeder cattle for March is at 188.85, down 65 cents. April's at 194.65, down 50 cents. May is at 199.95, down 32 cents. Lean hogs for April's at 79.87, up 42 cents. May is at 86.77, down $1.20. June is at 93.32, down 15 cents. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got some weather in areas that's going to be impacting the Board of Trade, but also some harvest is going to be kicking in gear that planting season. So, Chicago Board of Trade, we've got July corn down 8 at 6.09 on the overnight. July oats up a penny at 3.47. July beans down 16 cents to 14.45. July soybean meal down $3.80 a ton to 4.55.40. July wheat was down 9 at 7.09. But then on Friday, those cheese and dairy markets really had a great day. Barrel cheese was up seven and a quarter cent to a dollar ninety six. Your blocks were up four and a half cent to a dollar ninety nine and three quarters. Your your double A grade butter was unchanged at two forty. And then your class three futures for March up seven cents at eighteen oh seven. April up fifty seven cents to nineteen seventeen. May up 55 cents to 18.86, June up 47 cents to $19, July was up 35 cents to 19.32, and then those markets were upward into March of 2024. And that's a look at your morning markets again brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And a quick bit of farm news before we move along this morning, the Wisconsin DNR will begin selling the 2023 bonus spring turkey harvest authorizations starting today through Friday with designated dates for each zone. So today is zone one, tomorrow is two, Wednesday is zone three, Thursday is zone, zone four, Friday will be zone five. Zone six and seven will not have any available authorizations. Sales be- begin at 10 a.m. this morning and run through midnight each day with bonus harvest, harvest authorizations being $10 for residents and $15 for non-residents. So if you're zone one, starting at 10 o'clock today through midnight, zone two, that's tomorrow, and so on and so forth. And now Bob had a chance to speak with a almond producer when he was out and about visiting in California. So we'll be hearing about that coming up next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. In California, they can grow anything they want because of their climate and they don't need a lot of barns. The longest barn or the widest barn in the world to do it either. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And while we were on our California farm tour, we did stop at an almond orchard and talk to Dan Clendenin of Clendenin Orchards there in central California. And he said their operation is good size, but it's a family operation growing almonds in California. Okay, we are a family operation. I'm partners with my sister and brother. We're farming 268 acres at four different locations. Three ranches right here in the Merced area, and then we have another ranch about uh, an hour south in Madera County. How many trees does that include now? 
we are at 116 trees per acre. So the orchard we planted last Friday had uh, 5,300 trees in it. The Madera Ranch has uh, 13,000 trees in it. Does that make you one of the bigger growers in California, medium, where you at? We are above average, but uh, a lot of California growers are even in that five-acre, or five-acre, 10-acre size, so it puts us somewhere in the middle of it. Dairy is the king in California as far as revenue is concerned. Where do almonds rank? Almonds kind of bounce back and forth between second and third place behind dairy, and uh, so chickens kind of bounce in and out with us there. So, But uh, almonds are staying in the top five uh, commodities for California by far. So why almonds here in California as far as uh, the climate, the type of crop it is, why do they work so well? Almonds need a Mediterranean climate. There's just only like five or six places in the entire world that have that climate. So California's entire Central Valley fits into that Mediterranean climate with the wet winters, the cold, so that the trees will go dormant. And then uh, we need a, a hot, dry summertime for the trees to, uh, to flourish out and mature that crop out and get it out before the spring start again in the fall. And we all know that I don't care what kind of agriculture you're in, it's work. So tell us about uh, going through the year as far as being uh, an almond producer, what you have to do to keep these trees healthy and uh, keep them producing. Well, we're in early February here, mid-February, and we are just starting our bloom, so it's the beginning of a new season for us. So our priorities right now are watching for wet wet weather that uh, we're going to have to do fungicide treatments. Then we, uh, once we get through this wet weather, we're looking at uh, some maybe some early bug treatments that start in, in uh, May, and uh, those, those treatments will continue on through harvest time. Our a critical period is going to be July, mid-July, early July, when uh, the hulls on the almonds start to split and expose the shell, and then the navel orange worm is an issue for us at that time. But stink bugs are also an issue at that time, and so we're treating for them, and because those all result in, in rejects for us, and, and the bottom line is to have uh, less than 1% reject so to get our premiums on uh, from our handler. Our product goes into a co-op first to be shelled, that uh, we've been members of since 1981. And then they, from that point, they go on to Blue Diamond. And then back at the ranch, we are, uh, after harvest finishes up, well, we're, we're spreading compost and we're doing our fall pruning. We were prepping ground for, for planting. And then, like, we planted a new orchard just uh, last Friday. It's not a job that is, is kind of like dairy. You're, you're out here every day, and, and the, the jobs in the almonds just change from season to season. But there's always still something to do. As we look at the harvest, what's a good harvest? The average production in California, now we have 1.3, 1.35 million acres producing in California. And there's another 150, I think, 200,000 acres of non-producing, which means they're, they're less than three years old. The average last year statewide was right at 2,100 pounds per acre. We're doing better than that. Some of these growers, uh, you get down into the South Valley, and it's not unheard of to do 3,500, 4,000 pounds. But then we get up into the northern area. The soils are different. Temperature's a little cooler. You know, now we're down in the lower. And what drags us down is old orchards. I mean, there's a lot of orchards out there that are still 30 years old or better. And so production is, is maybe only 1,000 pounds per acre. And so those orchards are drawing, dragging that average down across the board because of that. Agriculture, uh, unfortunately, doesn't always set the price. We know what goes on with, uh, with corn, with soybeans back in the Midwest and dairy prices. 
how are your prices established and, and how have they been the last couple of years? Back in 2013, 2014, uh, if you weren't making money in the almond industry, you were doing it definitely wrong uh, because we were getting close to $4, $4.50 a pound for our product. We sell through a co-op. Blue Diamond is a co-op. And so we, we're getting a progressive payments through the year. We get a delivery payment that maybe is going to be uh, $0.40 cents a pound, and then we get a payment in, in, in January and another one in July and uh, final in, in September. But last year, our average final crop was right between $2 and $2.10, depending on variety. So we've taken a big hit on our, our return. Part of that is we, we just haven't been able to get the, ship, the, the shipments overseas, and part of it is not shipping problem. That's been kind of corrected. We've kind of worked through that. The Almond Alliance here in California teamed up with a lot of other agricultural commodities and uh, really pushed the railroads and, and the shipping companies to start accepting. Uh, you would have seen uh, uh, the president, uh, Audrey Betancourt, of the Almond Alliance uh, in uh, President Biden's uh, office there at the signing. And uh, so we've made some progress on, on marketing, but we are really a price taker just like any other ag commodity. $2.10 a pound with the price of inputs. Does that cover your cost of production? Actually, our projected price for this next year is going to be about $1.70, $1.75 at the current marketing trends. If the, if the sales will pick up, well, then maybe we can pick pick that back up in that $2 range. But our input cost, not counting land, are $3,500 an acre now after you've got a mature orchard. And by the time I get this new orchard back up that we planted just last week, between the cost of taking that out, and, and growing those trees for the next three years, we're going to have a close to $10,000 an acre in, uh, in just getting it back up to where we can start getting return again. As we sit in the Midwest and read about, uh, about almonds, is it almonds or almonds? Well, it's an almond tree, but we eat an almond. All right. We, we shake the L out when we harvest them. <laughs> All right. That is a true story. But uh, I was going to ask, here in California, we read uh, in Wisconsin, back in the Midwest, we don't grow uh, almond trees and grow almonds, but uh, we hear so much about water. What's the status of water for these trees? We know you got a lot of rain earlier this year. Are you in pretty good shape, or are you at the mercy of irrigation districts? How's it work? We have, we have two major water systems that go through the valley here. The Central Valley Project and is, is, is a California kind of base, and then we got a federal water project through here. I haven't heard exactly what the federal re- release is going to be, but the state, even with the massive amount of rain we've received in late November or December and, and early January, uh, they're only predicting right now uh, 30% of contracted amount. We flushed 95% of the storms that hit here the last month right out to the, wa- the to the ocean. We just are not equipped, and between biological opinions and, and conflict with those opinions, uh, we're not able to pump and recover that water as, uh, as quickly as we, we should be able to. Our infrastructure is in a shambles. It hasn't been upgraded uh, in the last 50 years of any significance. We had... Uh, about 10, 15 million people in California at that time. We're now bumping 40 million people, and yet uh, our, our government has not taken the steps to think forward and uh, get us in a better situation for recovering and holding water. Our, our biggest water bank is the Sierra Nevada Mountains, and last year our snowfall was only about 10% of average. 
Uh, currently, because of this massive amount of storms that we received earlier, and those storms followed right across the country into your area, we're sitting at 200% of normal, which is fantastic. But last year we had some really good rains early in December, and then we got nothing after that. And so they're hesitant to make any water allocations yet because we don't know how much more water we're going to get in the next three months of our wet season. And that's Dan Clendenon, the almond producer from out in California. We'll have that uploaded to our podcast after a little bit this morning. So some good stuff. Thank you so much, Bob. And we've got morning markets coming in. We've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. He'll be joining us next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we are at 530 on a Monday morning, the first day of spring. And let's welcome in spring with Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And with the good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So, spring, what do you got planned for today? Anything fun, exciting? Every day. Every day day is spring, the first day of spring for you, huh? Yep, yep. Every day is a good day. Well, good. Well, catch us up on the sale last week and what's coming up this week. you got some big stuff going on. Uh, Thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold over 2,500 head of livestock last week. Uh, Fed cattle traded steady to strong. High high choice and prime Holstein steers sold 137 to 150. Selected low choice Holsteins 126 to 136. Choice beef steers and heifers up to 158. Market cows traded steady to strong. High yielding cows from 87 all the way up to $1.08. Most cows 75 to 86. Market bulls, I yielding from 92 all the way up to $1.13. Organic market cows sold every Monday, high yielding organics from 120 to 155. We sold organic bulls up to 158. Newborn Holstein bull calf strong markets last week, mostly from 125 to 285 per head. Your beef calves mostly 175 up to 497.50. Uh, this week at Premier Tuesday, we have our special feeder cattle bred beef cow auction, expecting around 800 head of feeder cattle. Uh, quality is excellent. We also have a nice run of beef cows with a complete Angus herd dispersal. Uh, we sell beef cows first at 11 o'clock, followed by feeder cattle. If you're bringing bred beef cows to the sale, uh, they need to come in Monday or Tuesday morning by 9 o'clock a.m. for preg checks. Wednesday, uh, dairy cattle auction. We got uh, well, well in uh, probably 350 head of dairy cattle coming. Uh, we have a 200 cow Holstein parlor freestall herd, several loads of reputation fresh cows, including a very very fancy load of fresh two-year-old Jersey crosses, uh, all part of their freestall. Forty Holstein spring and heifers coming out of a thirty-thousand-pound herd. We also have some quality registered Holstein breeding bulls, big enough for cows. This Friday is our big, large spring machinery auction. Uh, going to be online, in-person bidding. Uh, like I said, there's going to be well over sixty tractors on the sale. Uh, pretty much every piece of farm equipment you probably could be looking for. Uh, we'll be selling in three rings all day. We'll start at 9 o'clock in the morning. We will have food on site. Bring an auction buddy to cover all the uh, items on the sale. Uh, we will have the online bidding provided through equipmentfacts.com. If you go to our website, uh, there is a link to that. Like I said, pre-bidding is open if you want to start bidding on items now. If you start bidding on some items now, even if it's a small bid, it will remind you as the item is coming up for sale. Uh, you will get an email or a text on that. Like I said, all the details at Premier 
premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier, uh, 715-229-2500. And that's how it's shaped up, Kristen. Wow, I can't believe how big that machinery auction is going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a dandy. Sure got a lot of nice stuff on this one for sure. And I like how you said, bring an auction, buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah well, you can't, <laughs> you can't cover three places at one time without one. So oh, I guess... man. I, I, can ju- I can just see it. Hey, you're coming with me. You're my auction, buddy. Yep, yep. That's always a fun job to bid for somebody else, too. You know? Well, yeah, especially when they have to pay for it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> three quarters of the fun's just doing the bidding. So. That is very true. All right, Rocky, well, I'll let you go. You've probably got a lot of stuff going on, lots of cattle coming in already. So have a great day. Have a great day, too. There Bye. he goes, Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock in Withy. And it's that time of the morning. we got to check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrius, see if he's up and about and getting ready for spring plans. Good morning, Mike. I'm still sleeping. I'm, I'm not up yet. Well, we knew that. I was just trying to like make everyone think you were doing something, you know. Yeah, it's it's Monday morning, you know. I had a nice weekend, so just uh you woke me up. Oh, good. <laughs> so I do have a quick question for you. Yes. The leprechaun came to my house. Uh-huh. And my kids made these elaborate traps. My daughter did like a weight and pulley system, so when the leprechaun jumped on the fake gold, it closed the lid. Mm-hmm. My son has a two and a half by three foot dinosaur, mm-hmm. put gold in its mouth so that when the leprechaun went into the mouth, it actually went into its belly where there's a hidden hatch where it goes into a bucket. Uh-huh. We didn't catch the leprechaun. What? I know. I don't understand. I don't either. You I have mean, like all of the traps in place too. Yes. And, and even a sign that said slide down for free gold. <laughs> Well, you know, if you had a sign that said, like, free hockey or free hockey equipment, you know, maybe you'd catch me in there, but... (laughs) Oh, I could just see that. Someone's breaking in the house. Oh, it's just Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had the hockey traps out for him, but, hey, you know, hockey's a winter sport, and we got to talk about spring, because today... Well, it'll feel like spring has sprung. We'll have some a few intervals of clouds, but we'll have a good bit of sunshine, too, with highs climbing mostly into the low 40s. Winds will remain rather light and variable for today, but clouds start to move in tonight, only dipping into about the mid to upper 20s. Now, tomorrow brings us a chance at some rain, maybe some snow mixing in with that, mostly into the afternoon, highs into the upper 30s, cloudy throughout most of tomorrow, and then tomorrow night, Another chance at some rain and snow through the overnight, which could give way to a few slick spots going into your Wednesday morning commute. Something that you'll just want to keep in mind, maybe just plan accordingly for that. Thursday brings another chance at some rain. Again, possibly some snow mixing in with highs into the upper 30s and low 40s. But then we dry things out and set up a pretty good-looking weekend. Friday into the low to mid-40s, we'll have some sunshine. More sunshine on Saturday as well, getting into the mid-40s. And Sunday, likely into the mid to upper 40s. Maybe a few chances at a very scattered or isolated shower, but still... Uh, mostly cloudy sky. Right now, we do have a partly cloudy sky and a temperature of 26 degrees in Eau Claire. Oh, so it cooled off in the last hour and a half. Yeah, I'd expect it to cool off maybe another degree or two before the sun comes up later on. Okay. Now, I have another question for you. Okay. So when you were a kid in school, did you ever have, like, is in the month of March, mm-hmm. is it a lamb day or a lion day? What we used to do was, uh, when I remember in elementary school, we made the lions uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month. We made little paper lions with the paper plates, and then we made a lamb at the end of the month. And then we had to, like, write what the weather was that, what, yes. like, one of the local news stations said the weather was supposed to be that day. Oh, I miss that. I haven't seen that in a very long time. The day of the lion, <laughs> the day of the lamb. Yeah. 
Yeah, now we're kicking it old school this morning. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a great day. Hopefully this, you know, won't be too bad of a day for oh, you. Oh, man, now you're just lying. Oh, wow. <laughs> we right. could be in so much trouble. <laughs> yes, yes, we could. Kristen, you have a great day. You too. Catch you later. Mm-hmm. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea, this morning. 26 degrees right now for the first day of spring. Looking at a high of 40 degrees. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we got to keep moving along because it's going to be a good day today. First day of spring, high of 40 degrees. Enjoy it because tomorrow and Wednesday, some scattered stuff. We're going to call it stuff because we don't know if it's rain or snow, depending on the temp, what it will be. But Morgan McCarthy is joining us now. Good morning, Morgan. And I guess let's jump right into the news. It's a busy day. What's going on out there? Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today coming out of a weekend. Plugging into a new week, we begin locally and in the courts with a plea deal that could mean 26 years in prison for a former Eau Claire man. This is from a 2020 overdose death. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster. Trenton Wick pleaded guilty Friday to first-degree reckless homicide by delivering drugs. This comes after police found a man dead in a car on Cochran Street back in December of 2020. Wick gave the man who died the drugs that killed him. He also pleaded guilty for a jailhouse fight in 2021 that injured another inmate. I'm John DeMaster. Meanwhile, still following details, you may have heard sirens last night as crews were called to Banbury Place downtown. It was about 9.30 when that call came in for a fire. Smoke seen coming out of the roof of the building. And I'm looking for some more answers later today. You can see the press release online, 715newsroom.com. Looking closer to campus, UW System President Jay Rothman says keeping a decade-long tuition freeze in place is unsustainable, but they also want to make sure that the bucks are affordable when it comes to being part of Bucky. We just have to make an adjustment so that we can continue as well to meet that that ultimate goal of delivering the highest quality education a world-class education to our students if you have potential students in your family just know that later this month they'll be going to the uw board of regents looking for a five percent tuition increase this fall at uw schools let's back to the table for number four mississippi's department of human services wants a judge to keep brett Favre as part of their lawsuit to recover misspent welfare dollars dhs lawyers in jackson mississippi last week said the judge should not allow Favre to walk away from the case as he's never been charged with a crime but they say there's evidence that links him to a scheme to misspend millions of dollars that were supposed to go to families. Favre's lawyers say the state is using his status as a celebrity to distract from the real culprits in the case. Looking in some other headlines, if you're interested in hearing what uh, candidates have to say, the one and only debate that both will appear for Wisconsin's record-breaking Supreme Court races tomorrow. Liberal Judge Janet Protosiewicz finally alongside conservative Justice Dan Kelly for a debate hosted by the State Bar of Wisconsin and a Madison TV station. That is set for tomorrow at 12.45 in the afternoon, and we'll keep details online with a click at 715newsroom.com. And how about your brackets? If they're all busted up and you just can't down another pint, how about a beer popsicle? In celebration of March Madness, you know, the big basketball month, Coors Light, the makers of beer, have a very special limited-run beer-flavored popsicle. It's non-alcoholic, and they say it tastes like real beer. It'll come in a tube like an otter pop, and it'll be available only for a limited time and only during March Madness. I'm Bree Tennis in BC News Radio. Well, the nice thing is you can keep it outside and it probably won't melt today as we head back to the barn. Probably see your breath on the walk to the milk house this morning as we see Kristen Smith heading up your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. You know, I do have to question this, though. So it's a popsicle that tastes like beer. I, I, I 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of speechless on this one because everybody likes, I, I know, we went to the winery this weekend, Bemis Bluff down in Oliva there. We were there and they had slushies and I was like, oh, I really want one. And my friends are like, really? You want that? We're drinking wine. And I just can see like some guys being like, hey, let's have a beer. And then the next one's like, oh, I'll take a slushie. I could just picture it. Nothing either way. It's good either way. But I just think it's kind of funny. Interesting stuff. Thank you so much, Morgan. And we got to keep moving along. Actually, we've got our morning markets. We got Jim Lindsay. He's calling us right now. So let's squeak over to him. Good morning, Jim. Equity Altoona Barn. And catch us up. How was the sale and what's all going on this next week? Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifty to two twenty nine. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar forty to two twenty six. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty to a to dollar ninety nine. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar thirty to a dollar eighty six. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar to a dollar fifty four. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar thirty. Just a quick reminder: we will be having a special bred beef cow sale and breeding bull sale here on Saturday, March twenty fifth at eleven a.m. We are expecting one hundred and fifty to two hundred head for this sale. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, March thirty first. As usual, these feeder sales will be live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five eight three five three one zero four to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the El Tuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay. Reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thank you so much. That's Jim Lindsay from the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we've got Mr. Jerry Fitzgerald with the Stratford Equity Barn with us now. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a good morning to you. It's uh, kind of a nice morning, and I kind of like the weather forecast, but it's nice to get up in the morning here and, and uh, look out, and there's no fresh snow or fresh ice or a combination of all that wonderful stuff we've got in the last week or two. So uh looks like we're going to have a good marketing day with uh, really no uh, worries about the weather conditions, which is kind of rare on a Monday. <laughs> I know. The last few Mondays have been really rough to even come in here. We had ice and then lots of slush, and then last week it was a little bit of slush, and today it was nice. I only had to dodge the deer. Well, that's uh, they're out there, and I suppose the turkeys are probably out too, huh? I didn't see any turkeys when I come in. I mean, I'm on the highway before 3 a.m. But oh, okay. I, there, I don't see too many turkeys, but the deer were moving, so keep an eye on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're always out there. So anyway, we'll, uh, we've got another very busy week coming up here at Equity Stratford, and we better tell folks about that. Sounds good. Take it away, Jerry. All right, Kristen, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Like I said, a very busy week coming up here at Stratford this week, uh, and we'll get started right away this morning, Monday morning, early, bright and early this morning. We'll sell market cattle this morning. Overnight delivered cattle, of course, will be sold first. And we do sell the conventional market cows today, and we, again, last week saw a very strong market on those. Uh, we'll get to the baby calves about 11.30. Again, those very strong also last week, so we're looking forward to that, continuing that way. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we start tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Uh, auction tomorrow is at 11 o'clock and folks if you're looking for some really good cows we do have a complete herd dispersal 60 milk cows tomorrow uh, mostly Holsteins there's going to be several Jersey cross cows in this group they're ties to milked uh, no TMR not push for production heavy production so there's a lot of potential there majority are AI bred to black Angus bulls we know what these black Angus calves are worth and right now the current herd average is at 75 pounds of very very uh, a good 4.2 butter fat and 110 cement 
automatic. So just a real nice herd of cows. That will be offered tomorrow here at Stratford starting at 11 o'clock as part of the dairy auction. Also tomorrow, if you're looking for uh, heifers, spring and heifers, we do have a consignment of those. Uh, they are going to be due here in uh, April, first part of May. All that will be on the dairy auction tomorrow. And, of course, after the dairy auction, we will sell market cattle tomorrow, including organic market cows along with the conventional cows. On Wednesday, our auction, full marketing day on Wednesday, of course, market auction uh, featuring, uh, we do sell most of our uh, fed cattle on Wednesday, along with sheep, hog, and goats. Feeder cattle auction at 1230 uh, here in uh, Stratford on Wednesday. As part of that auction on Wednesday, we do have a consignment of Hereford cows, uh, beef cows, and they are all bred to a purebred Hereford bull. So if you folks want to are interested in that, nice consignment, some real top-quality Hereford cows. Those will be offered on Wednesday at 1230. Our Thursday auction does start at 11. Full marketing day on Thursday also, market cattle and baby calves. So, again, a lot of information on our website about these upcoming sales. We invite you folks to take a look at that at Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And, uh, like I said, a full marketing day on tap. Um, so we'll be back here tomorrow morning, give updates on what's going on. And uh, for those that... For those of us uh, like you, Kristen, that follow the markets daily, the, really some very encouraging news on the uh, on the cheese end of it. So hopefully the, that will uh, turn around from, because, boy, I tell you, when that, when that uh, barrel of cheese was down in the 150s, that was not good. No, that hurts. I mean, even when you look at those Class 3 prices, we had a great day on Friday. I mean, April at 57, May at 55, that really helps. Yes, it does. And so, oh, looking forward to spring. And today is the first day of spring, isn't it? Correct. First day of spring. Woohoo! We uh, made it. It's probably not quite warm enough for the, uh, oh, what do you want to call it, tank tops and shorts, though, is it? I saw somebody the other day wearing tank top and shorts. Now, outside. Outside. Yes. The robin. they beat the robins outside. Well, that was probably a, a gentleman that was enjoying the uh, uh, activity on St. Patrick's Day, uh, consuming some beverages. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you where I saw it, but it was definitely, and my kids were even like, it's too cold for that. <laughs> well, uh, I've seen, uh, well, i tell you what, talking about that one day, I uh, forget what day it was, but it was cold, very cold. There was a gentleman, uh, he was snow blowing, uh, he had his heavy winter coat on and shorts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry. Well, you have a great day. Enjoy your first day of spring, and we'll catch you tomorrow. You betcha, Kristen. Thank you much. Have a good day. You too. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald's over at the Stratford Equity Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Some of the early crop reports showing that old places like Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, they're planting corn. But not in our area, but it's still not too soon to talk about it. Let's talk about alfalfa seeding this morning with Dan Undersander on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, Dan, uh, there are a lot of right ways to do it, but unfortunately, sometimes we get in some bad habits. What are the things we need to focus in on as we think about seeding alfalfa this spring? Yeah, Bob, there are a few uh, principles that we need to think about and pay attention to. It's always interesting to me that uh, some people always get a good stand, or nearly always, and some people uh, it's really kind of a turkey shoot. Now, a little bit of this depends on soil type and on the the conditions of seeding, but if we pay attention to about three major components with regard to seeding, we can uh, 
eliminate an awful lot of the sand failures that occur. Uh, the three things that I'd suggest we pay attention to as we're planting are seed distribution, planting depth, and packing the soil over the seed afterwards. Um, so let's start with seed distribution. The first thing is to get a good uh, uniform stand of seed. And, um, you know, I don't care whether you use a drill or a brilliant or even broadcast. Uh, somebody told me, I don't care if you seed with a 727, as long as the seed is uniformly distributed across the field. If you are broadcasting the seed, then uh, it's oftentimes a good idea to go at half the rate in, and seed in 90, half one way and half at 90 degrees, uh, because oftentimes fertilizer spreaders put a little bit more in the middle and a little bit less on the edges. Um, but do pay attention to good uniform seed distribution. But the same thing is true with either a drill or brilliant seeders. Um, look a little bit at how much each metering device is putting out at the bottom of the box. And what I've seen on a number of these, uh, if you drive across open ground and let it drop seed, now with the colored seed you can go back and kind of look. And it's not unusual to see that one seed mechanism is putting out twice as much seed as the next. So uh, a good way to save some cost to you is to make sure that the uh, metering devices on each box are putting out the same amount of seed. Um, along with that, uh, make sure that the uh, tubes are clear. Um, I ran into one farmer a couple of years ago that filled his box with seed, seeded 100 acres, and when he went back, the box was still full because the seed tubes were all plugged. So do think about uh, checking over your seeder a little bit. The second important thing to getting a good stand is planting depth. We'd like to see a quarter to half an inch. In sandier soils, you can go a tad deeper, but remember these are small seeds, and they won't come up if we seed them deeper. So uh, a drill with uh, good depth control is important. Uh, this is where the brilliance come in nice because they drop the seed between two corrugated packers and punch the seed to the right depth in the soil. Third and last thing to pay attention to is packing the soil well. Uh, first, we'd like to see um, a good um, packing to the soil overall in the field. And we should remember that something like a disc is a packing tool, but a field harrow is a loosening tool. So we want to, uh, because if the soil is too loose and we put the seed into it, then there's too much airspace and then the seed cannot take up sufficient water to germinate. So put the seed into a firm soil, pack it. A good packing wheel behind the drill is really important. As I said, a, a brilliant does this kind of automatically, but uh, with the drill you can get a good stand if you have good packing wheels. The chain behind the drop tube is a bad idea. You want a packing wheel on the drill. Uh, the other thing to kind of keep in mind is just a step in the field and the old test of uh, if your uh, shoe sinks in more than the depth of the sole, the soil is too loose. We oftentimes see better stands on headlands because they get driven over more and packed more, and that gives you an idea what the uh, 
overall feel could be like if it were uniformly packed. So the key things to getting a good stand are to pay attention to seed distribution, planting depth, and then packing the seed after the uh, seed has been placed into the soil. Tried and true technology, it works if you do it right. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist with us on our next Grow Alfalfa update program. Thank you so much, Bob. And we're going to take a look at our markets one last time. On the Chicago Board of Trade on the overnight, we had your July corn down 8 at 6.09. July oats up a penny at 3.47. July soybeans were down 16 cents at 14.45. July soybean meal was down $3.80 a ton to 4.55.40 a ton. July wheat down 9 at 7.09. Country elevators in the area, we've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 5.92 for corn. Baldwin is at 5.79 for corn, 14.03 for beans. Wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls is at 5.71 and 14.04. Wheat and grain in Connorsville, 5.71 for corn, 13.99 for beans. In Duran, they're at 5.74 and 13.98. Mondovi's at 5.79 and 14.03. Elmwood is at 5.79 and 14.08. Fall Creek is at 565 for corn, 1378 for beans. Osseo's at 584 and 1408. Northside and Loyal, 575 for corn, 1398 for beans. In Arcadia, they're at 592 and 1408 at Northside. Elk Mound, 580 and 1404. Sparta's at 579 for corn, 1412 for beans. Ellsworth is at 554 for corn, 1358 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 592. Stanley, 581. New Richmond, 573. Switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese was up seven and a quarter cent on Friday to a dollar ninety six. Your blocks were up four and a half cent to a dollar ninety nine and three quarters. Double A grade butter was unchanged at two forty. And your class three futures for March up seven at eighteen oh seven. April up fifty seven cents to nineteen seventeen. May up fifty five cents to eighteen eighty six. June up forty seven cents to nineteen dollars. July was up thirty five cents to nineteen thirty two. And those markets continued upward trending into March of 2024. It's going to be a partly cloudy day today. High of 40 for the first day of spring. Right now, we're about 26 degrees. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.